Hello and welcome to the Fossil Huntress podcast. Over on Facebook, somebody had written in and asked how I got into paleontology and what drives me and my passion. So I thought I'd share a little about my history in paleo and a little history of the Vancouver Paleontological Society because that was really my formalized uh, piece of paleo. So I am Norwegian Canadian and I grew up in Norway and Canada my family are many things but they are naturalists and they love the natural world particularly my father and grandfather who have tragically both passed now but when I was a little person they encouraged my interest so they taught me things like Morse code and how to do a three-point fix on land or sea and how to tell time by the sun and they also taught me about rocks and fossils so when I was very very little I was at a swing set and I found a bit of tiger's eye polished in the sand below the swings and I didn't realize at the time that tiger's eye is a a native stone to um, Africa. I thought I'd made a a first discovery and when I was um, maybe three or four we lived along Stories Beach um, on the north end of Vancouver Island and I collected trading beads and little bits of abalone shell and that need to collect and that um, urge to just discover and be curious uh, was fanned by getting a rock tumbler about that time so I would get beach glass and various agates and I would polish them and then I started collecting on my own so I uh, read about uh, various fossil sites and went out collecting either with my father or cousins or my uncle Doug and then my mom and sister up near Maccabee some Eocene sites so this is years before uh, Dave Langevin again who's now passed um, had put a mineral claim on the site I would hike up there and collect Eocene fossils and then sometime in the early 90s I connected back with one of my chem instructors I'd been prepping some fossils, so imagine a marble encased in ice and you're picking it out and you realize that you could just melt it out instead of uh, chipping it out. So I'd gone to him and asked him for some hydrochloric acid and he said no, that he wasn't in the habit of giving that out. Um, But why did I want it? And I told him that I wanted to melt some fossils out of Matrix, that I'd tried some vinegar and I just wanted to try something um, a bit stronger and see if I could... uh, preserve the fossil in a little bit more perfect form because it was stronger and harder than the matrix and while he declined my offer he said there's somebody I think you should meet his name is Bruce Archibald and he's the founder of the Vancouver Paleo Society and so I went to a meeting and I met up with a bunch of lovely like-minded folk the group had just begun so it had been sort of formed I think a year or two before and Folks like Karen Lund and Ken Nauman, Corey Brimblecone, um, Perry Poon uh, were all members of the, the directors. And so I joined and became a director. And soon thereafter, Bruce was planning to go to Harvard to study with Stephen Jay Gould. And uh, Stephen Jay, if you haven't read his stuff, is amazing. So he used to write the last word in Natural History magazine. And so every month I would gather up the magazines and read them and read the last page excitedly to see um, what SJG had to say. And then once he'd gathered up a certain number of articles, he'd put them in a book. So if you have not read The Flamingo's Smile or The Panda's Thumb, I highly, highly recommend. He's a a lovely um, 
a lovely, playful author. He stood on his students' shoulders because I know they did a lot of the research and legwork, but he pulled it all together and made some, uh, produced some beautiful, beautiful books. So while Bruce was planning to head off to Harvard, um, he started grooming me to be the new chair of the Van PS. And I felt a little insecure and new and fresh and a bit of an imposter. And uh, I got voted in and started planning the monthly talks and the field trips. And in the beginning, I thought people wanted to collaborate and, and provide insight in they want, in, in what they wanted to do and who they wanted to hear and where they wanted to go. And I quickly realized that most people just want it sort of laid out for them. They want it magicked. And once I figured that out, I would book the speakers six months and then a year and then two years in advance. I would plan our field trips for the year based on my personal schedule and availability. So we did about 10 trips a year, a few other additional recce trips in there where we went out to find fossil sites. And I found that if I booked people far in advance, it made my life easier. So it was a wonderful, tasty way for me to get all of the people I wanted to hear from. So Dr. Danner and Jim Haggart and uh, speakers from the island, from our various fossil uh, societies, paleontological societies, and other paleontologists from further afield. And then once I was sort of in the swing of things, every two years we'd plan a trip of a lifetime. So I would plan with Dan Bowen or um, John Pham. John's the current co-chair of the Van PS now plan places like Jurassic Point and Haida Gwaii or into Tayotan, places where we'd need to rent a boat, have logistics, get a helicopter to see something truly amazing. And so began a, a more than a decade. So I was trying to figure out in time, I think I was chair somewhere between 10 to 15 years of the Van PS. And every two years, so every regional society in the province belongs to the BCPA and every two years a different regional society um, hosts a symposium. So I think the first uh, Van PS, the first Vancouver symposium was, I'm trying to think of the year now, um, I think it was 99, although I may be wrong on that. In any case, um, we hosted paleo symposiums in Vancouver and I joined in and others in Tumblr Ridge and on the island and the paleo resources grew for me. So the richness of paleo grew for me. And through exploring those fossil sites and learning about them, I began to write field trip guides. I already had my Archaea blog. And I like to geek out about fossils, not thinking anybody would actually read it, but um, just for pure enjoyment. And then in, I, I'm trying to think of the year again. So in the early 2000s, there was a book published called In Search of Ancient Alberta. And a really lovely book. So it layered the geology, the paleontology, the First Nations history of that province. And I wrote to the publisher and said, this is a beautiful book and beautifully illustrated. And if you ever do something like this for British Columbia, please let me know. I would love to collaborate. And what I meant by that was that I would love to share my resources. So at that time, I probably had the largest paleo repository of books in the province. Um, I had been bequeathed a library from one of my professors. Um, his and hers so she was a paleontologist and he was a geologist and I had a ton of fossil resources from the GSE and all the field guides 
So the um, publisher wrote back and said, you know, who are you and, and uh, you know, do you do writing? And so I said, well, I, I'm the chair of the Van PS and I, I do a little uh, writing on my blog and I, I write up some fossil field trip guides. And so she said, you know, if you were to, if you were to write up the province of BC, which sites would you choose? Which is a lot like candy for me. So I wrote her back and said, oh, I would do Haida Gwaii, I would do Maccabee, I would do Princeton, Puntledge, Courtney. There's so many beautiful areas of the province to explore and such a rich and diverse uh, in terms of time and preservation and specimens. So she wrote me back and she asked me to write up um, Haida Gwaii and Puntledge. So I wrote it up and sent it off and she called me up and said Miss Henderson we have a book deal so she flew out and I enlisted my friend Philip Torrens who's one of my uh, kayaking and camping buddies but also has an interest in fossils and we co-wrote a bunch of uh, bits of that book and so that was sort of my first foray into sort of formalized paleo and, and organized paleo and after many, many years of uh, being the chair of the Van PS and going on many, many field trips, I started to um, want to do things more on my own and more internationally. So I started to try and organize my work, my consulting work, so that I could go to a different city in the world and do the work I needed to do and then connect with people who were paleo enthusiasts or paleontologists working at local museums and head out with them. So I've been able to explore some of the most beautiful and remote places in the world. And all of that started with a little find um, in the sand below a swing set, a little tiger's eye that lit the flame in me. So that's my paleo history. I've, I've done studies and written and collaborated and I've even had a fossil named after me, uh, Fergusonides hendersoni, the great honor from um, Louise Longridge uh, from Tyoten. So I'll share more about Tyoten in our fossil field trip sections, but uh, that's my paleo history and that's why I love fossils. Thanks so much for letting me share that with you. Take care. <music>